Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 129. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. Joining me as always, the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. Congratulations. We've reached a milestone. This is the special first appearance of the Punisher edition of Those Two Jerks. Wow. So that's great. Wow. Not joining us today, John Barathal, Thomas Jane, or anyone who's ever played the Punisher ever. No, (laughs) no. But, you know, 129. Dolph Lundgren asked, but we told him no. <laughs> like, listen, Dolph, sweetie. <laughs> we're like, mm, yeah, about that. Uh, no, we're really just busy. We can't. <laughs> well, he's got to figure it. out a way to, you know, he's got to he's got to push the substitute seven, Tom. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't even know where to go with that. What? You don't think there could be a seventh substitute movie in the works? I mean, it's entirely possible. He is. He All did right. do the sequel to Kindergarten Cop. So, And the substitute, so, you know. Yeah. No, I know, but what yeah. I'm saying is like uh, that he's like the king of replacing original people, I guess, in their, in their just... franchises. Dude needs coin. I mean, Unintended can you really blame franchises. Him? Dude, he has a degree, like a master's or a doctorate in like nuclear physics or something from MIT. Like, yeah. just go do that. Well, so, I mean, so does the lead singer of Offspring, but he still makes music. He did, but they don't make music that much anymore. Uh, whatever. All right, Tom. What, what, All right. Are we, what are we talking well, about? Well, it, uh, we it is the morning of Saturday, February 10th. Right? February yes. 10th? Yes. 2018. Yeah, Father Sussman's birthday today. Oh, so, happy yeah. birthday. Happy birthday to the Sus Dad. Our, our, our official Tim Tebow reporter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our Tebow correspondent. <laughs> we have so many we have so many one-off correspondents we've yeah. got jason our future correspondent we've got our tim tebow correspondent <laughs> right we're like the daily show but with a lot less money <laughs> aww, aww. And, and and no people... and no black guys oh not by choice though we've asked probably yeah i mean we'd be open to it we have chris this is getting this is getting weird it's yeah, getting real weird. Time. It's getting yeah, we're going down a we're going down an alley and Chris isn't even here and we're going down this alley. I don't know. Yeah, he's usually the one to lead us. It's like the car drives itself. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we oh, have God. much. We have much to discuss. And uh we're gonna begin where we don't hardly we hardly ever begin, which is the NBA, because there was the NBA trade deadline this week. And um while there were a lot of trades, oh boy, were there a lot in Cleveland alone. As as they uh just everybody jumped fucking ship this week in Cleveland. <laughs> they basically were like, get to the escape pods. LeBron's going down with this bitch. The rest of you go. I don't know if it was necessarily get to the escape pods, but it was all, it might have been more of um is anyone sticking around? No, no. Who's picking up the ch- oh, oh yeah. and then everyone left. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, the, uh, Cavs traded away 
Isaiah Thomas, who they just acquired in the offseason in, in exchange for Kyrie Irving, um, mm-hmm. and uh, also jettisoned Derrick Rose and Dwayne Wade, among many others. Um, they sent Wade back to Miami, which Wade was happy about, and people in Miami were happy about. And uh, Derrick Rose banished to Utah. Um, and uh, where did uh, Isaiah Thomas was sent? Where? L.A. L- oh, that's right. He was sent to L.A. To the Lakers? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. So um, there are a couple of different ways of looking at these trades. Um, the- yeah. Initially, it all looked very, oh, my God, they're blowing up the Cavs. This is it. LeBron yeah. is definitely leaving. Yeah, there are three but seeds. What- so, God, we gotta, we just got to wave the white flag. So that was my initial response. And, and those who participated on the Those Two Jerks Twitter page um, noticed and commented back that I may have been overreacting. So you I, I overreact? Yes, yes, Scooby. I'm well aware that sometimes that does happen. <laughs> so I sought out the one person who is on our Twitter feed that A, will respond to us and B, knows a lot about the NBA. <laughs> yeah, Ch- Chad Forty is not going to respond to us. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to get uh, Screaming A. Smith to respond to us on Twitter. <laughs> but we will get our friend Evan at Nerditry plug. Yes, um, and he uh, he was more than happy to say that this doesn't look good, but it doesn't seem bad. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's in the final analysis, that's what most of the quote-unquote experts are saying, is that uh, this makes the Cavs better and younger on paper. Um, it not just uh, overhauls the roster for this season, but uh, prepares them for the future in case LeBron leaves. Correct. And I think he's definitely leaving. <laughs> well, that's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I read this this morning, and, and I didn't quite think about it this way, but it makes some sense. LeBron is not going anywhere that's rebuilding. He's going someplace that either has won in the past and is ready to win again, like he's he's the one missing piece, or he's going to a place that's already a contender. And that's it. So if he leaves Cleveland, that's where he's going. So that rules out a fair amount of the Western Conference when you think about it. Because he, that means either the Warriors or... Uh, a lot of teams who don't have the quote-unquote history of winning and may not be immediately ready to win with him. Like, I don't think adding him to uh, the Rockets or the Thunder immediately makes them better than the Warriors. So So it's like, so then you get beaten by the Warriors in the conference finals every year still. So you're, he's still ending his season against the Warriors just one round sooner. Um, so right, I think, which, I think what, maybe, I don't know. I don't know where he goes. If he goes anywhere, you know, he's not going to Boston cause Kyrie Irving is there and that marriage well, yeah. already didn't work out. So I, um, I don't know. I, I, I think there's only two options for LeBron. Like, honestly, I, I think there's only two option a, um, he, you know, destroys the NBA completely and signs with the Warriors, which I would <laughs> love to see, by the way. I just think that would be amazing. Rick, I'm not a fan of Dynasty Sussman wants to see LeBron go to the Warriors. Uh, no, I just don't like the Yankees. <laughs> all right. It's time you just accept this. No, I accept it. I just was waiting for you to admit it. That's all. 
whatever. <laughs> I, 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 I've never had sex with that woman. I don't know what you're talking about. Nice. Look, it, well it, done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, uh, I want I want I want to see it not because I want to see a dynasty happen or anything of that nature. I just think it will finally put to bed the idea that the NBA knows what the fuck it's doing when it comes to all of its players and shit, <laughs> um, because that would absolutely ruin the NBA pretty much forever uh, or until that team was you know broken up. And ultimately, I'm still pissed that the NBA, you know, put the cock block on Chris Paul going to the Lakers when he wanted to. Yeah, I get why they did that, though. Well, yeah, but they also then shouldn't have allowed um, the big three to happen, and they shouldn't have allowed uh, the Warriors to just pick up the single greatest players uh, in history. Here's the thing. They didn't want to, but they had no choice. In the Chris Paul case, they actually had a leg to stand on because they owned the Pelicans or the Hornets at the time. Um, And so... They were saying basically that, well, this does not make sense for the team that we control, so we're not doing this deal. Like, it was basically the owner vetoing a trade. I I feel like they should be known as the Hornikins. The Hornikins? (laughs) Well, but we already have a Hornets again. The Hornets are in Charlotte again. I just, no, you know, instead of the Pelicans, they should have been the Hornikins. The Hornikins. Okay. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Not all of them are gold, Tom. Some of them are just meant to be simply funny. Ooh, man. Yeah, that one was, uh, that was pyrite. No one likes you. <laughs> Fool's gold for you at no home one, who are no not one into chemistry. You. Are you aware of that? Do you yeah. No, I'm well aware. That's why, okay. that's why I yell into a microphone at the internet, hoping someone will hear me. <laughs> Hello, internet. <laughs> all right. Well, let me ask you then, Tom. Yeah. Okay. Are you... Are you excited? Are you more interested in basketball? Less interested? Like, where do you think LeBron's going? And more importantly, does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. Like, I, it's fodder for the show. Um, it'll be interesting. Like, I pay attention to the NBA uh, in the finals. That's when I pay <laughs> attention to the NBA. And Maybe in the final when four, there depending. is, And then when someone says something stupid, i.e. New York super team, or... <laughs> um, or drama like Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas, Paul Pierce, all of those things. Um, that's when I pay attention to the NBA. Which, by the way, Paul Pierce, the big winner in all of this, because he now gets to have his day all to himself because Isaiah Thomas is not on the Cavs and won't be there to play the Celtics the night that they're retiring Paul Pierce's jersey. You see that, kids? In the end, <laughs> pettiness wins. Pettiness wins, always. Always. Remember that. <laughs> Remember the name. This is this is the America we live in now. <laughs> this is the world we live in. <laughs> so, oh. yes, pettiness reigns supreme, which kind of is like the subtitle of our show in general. Remember when each show used to have a title? Yes. <laughs> yeah, until I learned that SEO was better if you just put topics in there. <laughs> but still <laughs> pettiness reigns supreme yes and that might be today's topic like in general it might it might because <laughs> as we'll get to some of our next stories that is that is the order of the day i think <laughs> so uh we'll move on quickly we'll touch on hey the winter olympics started and now moving on the nfl 
come now. I enjoyed the curling. <laughs> oh, the curling started already? There, it was before the opening ceremony. Oh. <laughs> well, it's not over yet, though, right? I, I, don't, I don't think know. so. Um, I, I think watched, you know, they don't, I, I they don't do the whole, they don't do the whole thing in one day. There's... All right. All right. Again, I, I, I ventured into what I was going to for the season. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's over now. Yeah. There's, um, you know, we have a curling club here in Orlando where you can go to the, the ice rink and curl. No, oh, that's impressive. Isn't that awesome? I just go to the gym. Ah, boom. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Try the veal tip your waitresses just like every week. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. These these are the jokes. These, <laughs> <laughs> these are the jokes. Um, you know? They're not they're not gonna get better. No. They might get worse. <laughs> this is the section where the funny is. <laughs> Listen, if you're not laughing now, ah, um you, just... you know <laughs> We're sorry for whatever remains of your commute. That's that's how this But yes, goes. the Winter Olympics are a thing yes. and we wish uh all of the olympics uh luck in their future endeavors yeah so. yeah the, the two biggest stories so far are it's cold as hell it's like yes. negative eight yes. in south korea and uh 1200 security workers are quarantined because of norovirus <laughs> good work everyone so the military has to step in now and do security at the olympics for a while i mean weren't they always going to have to anyway <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in a way, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so for the next, uh, you know, 15 or so days, uh, well, by the time you hear this, it won't be that many. Um, we'll, uh, yeah, there'll be Olympics. And uh, so if you like any shows on NBC, just dip back uh, around the end of the month and they'll be back on television. Until then, yeah. Until then, get used to skiing and figure skating and curling, sports that America only cares about every four years. Very bleak. It's true. Bleak, huh? It's Still true. Bleak. Still bleak. It's true. No one cares about the Olympics anymore. There's no. There's, it's it's. Oh oh really really Father Time. You're gonna explain to us about a better world where people cared about the Olympics. Oh no, now? I'm just saying. There's no. The, the NBC has not done a great job of promoting and other sports media as well because no one's got the Olympics but NBC. So people kind of ignore it. Other media. Um there's they don't they're not doing a good job of putting forward the compelling stories which i'm sure there are some um so the the excitement hasn't been drummed up as it has in the past now in the All middle right, of fine. this somebody will come out with a great story and do something awesome and everyone will tune in and watch cuz that's what happens all the time but for now the first part no one cares all right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I know we promised last week uh, we wouldn't be talking about the NFL for a while, but then Josh McDaniels happened. So, <laughs> so unfortunately, we have to um, because I don't think I've ever yeah, seen this so happen before. I can I can hear the sadness in your voice. Uh, you know what? It's it's funny to me because you know only one of these Patriots motherfuckers would do something like this. So. The day after the Patriots lose the Super Bowl, uh, as his defensive counterpart, Matt Patricia, leaves New England to go become the coach of the Detroit Lions, Josh McDaniels, the Patriots' offensive coordinator, uh, who I will forever force to bear the scarlet letter of drafted Tim Tebow, 
<laughs> that Denver team, man. <laughs> um. Anyway, he was supposed to become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. They had agreed to, uh, right before the Super Bowl, he had agreed to terms, but by league rules, wasn't allowed to sign the contract until after the game was over. Um, he apparently calls the Colts the next day, and they're setting up, they're working out logistics for the news conference on Wednesday, and he's like, I picked out my suit, and you know, we're looking at places, my family and I, and we're coming to Indianapolis. Then he has an exit interview with Bill Belichick and the owners of the Patriots. And he calls the Colts back and says, mm, yeah, I'm not coming. <laughs> no, I'm not coming. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just uh, find another coach, I guess. Now, he'd already hired assistant coaches, not a whole staff, but a few that had signed their contracts with the Colts. So the Colts now are forced to hang on to those guys. And the new coach will be forced to hang on to those guys. Um, but he's staying in New England. He says that uh, Belichick promised him that he would teach him more about roster construction and the salary cap and all these other GM type things that Belichick does. And he said that was valuable to me. And apparently the Patriots gave him a truckload of money uh, <laughs> to stay and a long-term deal. Um, which, you know, he said his stability for his kids in terms of schools was important. Um, there's speculation that he was sort of promised he'd get to take over the team when Belichick retires. That seems like the most obvious answer. Like, it, it, this, I mean, it th is the most obvious. They claim, everyone claims that that's not the case. And maybe there's oh, a rule sure. that prevents it. Or maybe the Patriots are hedging in case he turns into a total fuckhead and they have to not hire him. Um, or Belichick wants to stay for another 17 years. I don't know. Um, it's That's a really hard position to be in. Like, if I told you, see, I don't actually, you know what, really thinking about it, I don't know if it's that difficult because on the one hand, those are not, like, when you get the New England Patriots is not when Bill Belichick had the New England Patriots. Like, you haven't drafted the next Tom Brady yet. Right, so, they traded away their quarterback of the future. So it's yeah. not going to be... Like, you know that Brady and Belichick are going to leave around the same time. Like, Belichick may leave first. Bel maybe Belichick coaches one more year, and then he's done. And Brady might hang around another year after that. But you've got to figure out what's happening for the future. Like, to me, I the Colts job is more attractive to me. Like, you've got Andrew Luck, who, God willing, will be healthy enough to play at a high level for several more years. <laughs> um. And you've got some high draft picks and some cap room, and you know you could you can get rolling in a hurry with with the Colts, uh, the Patriots. If you hang around, that cupboard may be bare by the time he gets the team. I think it's more than likely that it's going to be bare, but I mean, like, why do you not? The only the only thing that keeps me there, honestly is the idea that I am the head coach in waiting, which, by the way, is utter bullshit and I think is always stupid, no matter when that is announced or how that is announced. Um, but why else do you stick around? You can't. You you simply can't. Well, I mean, if he truly, you know, if it's truly more about uh, stability for his family, then, yeah, okay, he sticks around because they gave him a long-term deal. Uh, where, you know, if they do fire him, they're going to have to pay him enough money where he can afford to stay there for a while uh, and mm. not work. Um, mm. 
I don't know. And to be honest, his last head coaching stint in Denver did not go well. Those first six games were great. Well, I mean, he got to the playoffs the one year. Uh, Literally, he went six and zero. He went six and zero. Like that's why they were great. Like that. That's the that's yeah, the joke. He finished eleven and seventeen as a coach for the Broncos. Started six and zero. Was all. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It just it didn't end well. It didn't go well at all. Um, so maybe he's maybe he was scared to be a head coach again. Not everyone's cut out to be a head coach. I don't know. I don't know. I think here's my theory, my silly conspiracy theory. I think Andrew Luck is hurt much worse than anyone is letting on, and he found out about it. And when he realized. That was the case. He's like, I'm not going there now because if Andrew Luck is not your quarterback, uh, there is very little that is attractive about the Colts' job. But didn't he also like coach Kobe Brissett? He did. Jacoby Brissett was in New England. Yeah, the Colts traded for him last year. So I mean, it's not unbelievable that he would know, you know, how to handle Jacoby. Yeah, but, but Jacoby uh, Brissett was their quarterback all last year, and look what ha- look what happened. Like I think they they won some games. Yeah, like four, five. I said some. Yeah, more, some. What, what do you want? I said some. Yeah, they won more than two. I think. All right, two is greater than none. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Math. <laughs> I am Mister Math, and these are my associates. <laughs> Mathematics. <laughs> uh. So I, I, it's, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, usually coaches back out of something before the announcements made, even minutes before the announcements made see Parcells comma bill <laughs> R E colon Tampa Bay Buccaneers twice. Um, also see uh Belichick comma bill R E New York jets. Yeah, well, I mean, in the end, that was pretty smart, though, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he drafts Tom Brady to the Jets, and we're talking about the Jets having five Super Bowls. You want to, you want to, you want to say that again, but slowly, Tom. Think about it. Brady lasted all the way to the sixth round of the draft. He easily, had he been coach of the Jets, could have drafted Tom Brady to the Jets. It's the Jets, though, Tom. They would have found a way. Uh, maybe they would have. I mean, the Patriots were known as love as losers. Uh, before that too oh let me let me let me think about this in the history of the nfl which team do i want Mm, 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 yeah but look at it as you're not looking at it you're looking at it from a 2018 perspective look at it from a 1999 perspective when did they update the jerseys the patriots yeah uh let's see 95 and then they went to this dark color in uh 99 or 2000 they were like that bright blue with this logo uh in the drew bledsoe years oh right 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 right. i forgot about that all right never mind usually i have a theory that when you change jerseys you become better yeah i mean it happened for denver and tampa bay denver didn't win a super bowl until they got rid of those old jerseys (laughs) same with tampa um so i mean yeah it does it does happen to a lot of teams but you know the Patriots did go to and lose a Super Bowl with the uh, with the the new the newish the current logo. The newish, like you know, that was the only Super Bowl Bill Parcells ever lost. So, I I mean, 
I, we have yeah. in our hands a very uh, interesting story, but also, you know, one that's sort of like, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's going to be excited. No, I'm not excited about it either. I find it interesting. It's going to wind up being a footnote in NFL history uh, unless Indianapolis ends up, you know, with a coach that gets him to a Super Bowl in the next two years. And then then it'll be a very interesting story. You're gonna need more than a coach to get to a Super Bowl. You're also gonna need something else, like well, the Colts will, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, the Colts are gonna need, uh, uh, I don't know, Jimmy Chitwood walking through that door. I think. Interesting reference. Yeah, yeah. I mixed my my basketball and my football, and yeah, there's a lot going on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, another little NFL tidbit, uh, what should be a surprise to no one, Jimmy Garoppolo got paid by the San Francisco 49ers because they're desperate for a quarterback, and he went 5-0. and so, <laughs> <laughs> so they basically said, well, you're as good as any. So he got five years, $137.5 million. He's going to take, he's going to get $90 million. He's going to get $90 million in the first three years. The man has started seven games in his career. Seven. You know who's really happy about this? Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, aside from Jimmy Garoppolo. Kirk, you know Kirk who's Cousins? really happy? No, no. Well, yeah, Cousins is going to be really happy about it <laughs> because you could actually hear him ejaculating from yeah. all the way over here. <laughs> yeah, because he's about to be a free agent, and he's won more than Jimmy G has, so you know he's going to get paid, too. Like, but, thanks um, for setting the market, Jim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I was thinking more along the lines of the, um, oh, hell, now I can't think of him. The guy who originally replaced Brady uh, when Brady got injured. Matt Castle? Um, yeah, Matt Castle is looking around going, no one will remember me now. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> yes, they'll all forget what happened when I went to Kansas City. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You know, however... Matt Castle didn't go five and zero in his first five starts for the Chiefs, so I don't that. know if that necessarily matters, though. Like, I, I mean, I, I, like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's okay. San Francisco is saying to its fans, "Look, we got us a franchise quarterback. We're trying. That's it. That's all this means." <laughs> Please and, come back to Santa Clara, right. and it gives it gives a whole bunch of much better quarterbacks in the league grounds to renegotiate their contracts now because. Oh, Guys like Cam Newton and Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers can go to their front offices and be like, all right, Jimmy Garoppolo is getting X, so I got to be worth at least X. So that's who this benefits. Can't, I can't wait for this to blow up in the Niners' faces in like a year when they can't afford to literally pay anyone else. So it's like, well, he's a team. Yeah, I, I don't know that that's going to happen, but it might. It might. I have a soft spot for them now because John Lynch is their GM. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I am but a lowly. Uh, I am but, <laughs> but a lowly caveman. caveman. Yeah. yeah. I am but a simple caveman. I I don't understand your ways. <laughs> I'm frightened and confused. Such a great attorney. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why more people don't use that defense. Such a good defense. I've actually read people recommending something similar to use in traffic court. 
<laughs> I'm but a caveman. Well, not I'm but a caveman, but that you know you're an amateur and you don't understand court procedures. So if you fuck up, you won't get in trouble. I mean, if it works for the president. <laughs> well, that oh. remains to be seen. I didn't know I couldn't release that. My my apologies. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. We'll move on to the geek stuff, nerd stuff portion of the show. And uh, we'll start uh, with uh, an update to a story we told you about last week. And that is uh, the campaign, uh, what many, including including Rick and me a little bit, uh, saw as a racially motivated campaign <laughs> to screw the, up the Rotten Tomatoes score for Black Panther, engineered supposedly by fans of DC movies because they claim that Marvel paid off a bunch of critics to hate on Justice League and Batman versus Superman. Apparently these folks did not see those movies. Um now it looks like according to Screen Rant, there's some evidence that the folks behind this campaign were actually Marvel fans looking to give DC fans a bad name. Like the layers and layers of of double agency and bullshit here is, are just astounding. L let me tell you right off the bat, Tom, how zero much I believe of that. Really? Really? Not even for a second. Not even for a second. Why? I am a firm believer in Occam's razor. I just... The world, in many ways, is just simpler than anyone really wants to admit. And and what is more likely the case that a bunch of Marvel nerd boys got together and said, "This will really screw those DC fanboys," but good. And by the way, there's no reason for them to do that because the DC EU is not exactly doing what the kids refer to as gangbusters, if I'm not mistaken. Um, What's more likely, that all happened, or just that a bunch of racist Marvel MAGA boys got together and got mad that a black guy movie is going to be making a lot of money? Well, this writer for Screen Rant has some screenshots of a conversation he had with the leader of this group, who almost claims responsibility for this, saying mm -hmm. they did it to fuck over DC fans. Uh, they right. also claim well, responsibility for a fan petition to remove The Last Jedi from Star Wars canon. Uh-huh. So, it's possible. Uh, well, I, as we all here's, know... Here's, here's what I think is the truth. Okay? okay? The truth is always somewhere in the middle, right? So, let's Fair. say this, this movement, this group, was started with the intention of simply making DC fans look bad. I think it may have then attracted an element of DC fandom uh, that is made up of undesirables. <laughs> uh, i.e. Uh, racists <laughs> you don't say yeah this is what I think happened I think this was started as a sham and turned into something other because when a lot of the racist DEC fans if there are any and there, I'm sure there are some uh, saw it and said yeah yeah let's do that F that movie that's so I think I think you might you might be right and this story might also be right. Mm, um no. No. 
I'm not going to believe that because that gives so much credit to where I don't think it deserves. Um, okay. I I just don't buy that this was some sort of elaborate plan by people to, hey, wouldn't it be great if we made the DC fanboys look bad by making them look racist? Um, I just That doesn't sound very elaborate to me. Yeah, except that it it doesn't why would it be done? What is the benefit? In because the immortal the, words of Batman, be, who benefits? Oh, because the internet. And on the internet, it's not about who actually benefits. It's about being right or being funny or making someone else look bad. That's all the internet is about. I just don't buy it. Okay. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's my fault. Maybe I should just buy it. But that just doesn't seem likely. Just doesn't. I don't know. Screen Rant is the only website that's got this story. And a there's lot of that as well. There is that. And Screen Rant, when they're the only website that has a story, ah, who knows? I mean, this isn't New York, you know, this isn't Wall Street or the Times or something. Like, if <laughs> yeah. they're the only story, the only people reporting on the story, is it really so unlikely then that I'm right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think we've seen the end of this. We'll put it that way. I really don't think we've seen the end of this. Uh, but stupid. it is a stupid. new development. No, it isn't. It's a stupid development. <laughs> An already dumb situation. <laughs> this flies in the face of my nihilistic worldview. I cannot have it. How am I being nihilistic when, uh, by assuming that there are assholes in the world that just plotted this to be assholes? Well, they are. That you're not. You're saying that they. We're having a disagreement regarding motivation. I guess. Yes. Yes. Because they did plot this just to be assholes, but you're you're saying they did it because they're racist assholes, and I'm saying it's because they're just assholes, and then they happen to attract racists. Like they put out like. Some, uh, they put a pie on the windowsill <laughs> and then the racist bears all showed up to try and eat the pie. <laughs> Are they polar bears? <laughs> I think, I think they would have to be right. <laughs> I mean, it, by definition, large polar bears meandering through <laughs> adorned with red caps with white lettering. There we go. Yeah. Something like that. Something Any artists like that. out there want to make that image come true? <laughs> you go right Jesse Long, I'm looking at you. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we'll put it in the T Public store, but uh, it would I'm just be funny saying, just to put see. Put the image on the, uh, on the internet of a, you know, a polar bear and a MAGA hat. I think that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that exists somewhere. <laughs> polar bears for Trump. Got a Diet Coke in one hand instead of a regular Coke. Yeah. <laughs> Some Papa John's. Oh, my God. Big, big uh, 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 two liter of Monsanto evil in his hand. There you <laughs> wow. Go. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I, did I say something offensive? No. I, just, I didn't think Monsanto was behind NutraSweet, but whatever. <laughs> Well, that whole thing about how, like, Monsanto may or may not be polluting the waters, and now it's because somebody took up the issue, it is now a right-left thing, because everything has to be. 
may or may not. I thought it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that they were putting shit in the water. Eh, I didn't read the story, so I'm not going to be able to make an <laughs> argument. Remember, yeah. that's part of my that's part of my New Year's resolutions. That that's if right. I didn't actually read or watch it, I can't say one way or the other. And it is one I appreciate, as it as it can only serve to benefit our mission to civilize. Yeah. So anyway. Speaking of DC, we have a lightning round's worth of DC movie news. Um, it's looking as if, uh, the first little bit, it's looking as if uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, might, he's in talks to play the Joker in Todd Phillips' Joker standalone movie uh, that's to be produced by Martin Scorsese and apparently take place not just in the 1980s, but outside of DC movie universe continuity. Rick, what say you, sir? Um, sure. I mean, I got, no problem. <laughs> I got no problem with the casting. I just have zero faith that this movie is coming out. Yes, I know. You don't think any DC movies will ever be made again. I, that's, that's well, kind of... I mean, it's sort of okay. Yes, that is very okay. That is nihilistic. <laughs> that is absolutely nihilistic. But it's also like I kind of held my hat on that theory. So if I just pull away suddenly, I, you know, I, come on. <laughs> You got to stay the course on this. Listen, until I'm proven wrong, right? I said <laughs> well, that I mean, Justice League flopping would be the end, and uh, here we are. They started shooting Shazam last week. With what? Rubber bullets? No! <laughs> Funny. No, they Thank actually, you. like, rolled cameras. Like, there is there is now film of Billy Batson somewhere. <laughs> Great. And I'm sure very soon we will see a, a, the Shazam costume. Uh, does okay. the term does the term whoopty shit mean anything to you, Tom? I, I'm just saying that that movie's getting made. Like I've said, whether you want it to or not, it's coming. <laughs> All right, next up. Next up, we have a new series being offered or ordered for the DC Digital Network. Yes, <laughs> the, that's what they're calling the DC <laughs> streaming service. That launches later this year. The DCDN, really? Yeah, yeah, the DCDN. The DC Digital Network. Um, this series is going to be called Metropolis. Oh. It is set in Metropolis, Natch. Of course. Before the arrival of Superman. And will follow Lois Lane and Lex Luthor as they investigate the world of fringe science. And quote, expose <laughs> the city's dark and bizarre secrets. Uh, so it's um, fringe with... Lois Lane and Lex Luthor set in a metropolis before Superman. D who asked for this? Nobody <laughs> wants this. Nobody wants this. All right. Like, I got this image. You've seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. You know the scene, and it's become a meme now, where Charlie is trying to explain something to someone. He's got the cigarette in his mouth, and there's all the, the shit on the walls. And it, You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes. Yes, I do. So we're inside the writer's room of the DCDN. <laughs> and somebody's going, okay, okay, okay. So hear me out on this, right? And somebody looks and goes, all right, we're listening. Okay, so it's Metropolis. Oh, all right. So like a, a prequel. So so like basically this is what Lois was up to uh, and maybe somebody, maybe Lois and Jimmy's budding like uh, reporter relationship before. So it's like during small. No, 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 you're not listening. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Okay, okay. So Lois, yeah, yeah, definitely Lois, but Lois and Luther too. Why would Luther be hanging out with, ah, they're investigating like crazy fringe science. 
So they're investigating early metahumans. So Superman's no longer the first man. Ah, no, 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 and then a chair swivels, and Unicron shows up and says, this is good. We're going with this shit. I like it. <laughs> the geeks will buy the service now. <laughs> we'll get those schmucks to pay me yet. It is coming from the executive producers of Gotham, who, you know, they're the experts now on superhero shows without a superhero. Which, by the way, isn't true, because there's been no. like a dozen... Yeah, all the villains are there, and now Teenage Batman has started wearing a mask. So we're basically like a half a step away <laughs> from that show being about Batman. Um, I know, I understand they need content. As someone who's yes, a big fan yes. of the WWE Network, I, I get it. I, I get it. Um, also get the fuck out of here like seriously this is so stupid i mean it, between oh this god. and and the, the krypton show on sci-fi it's like oh my god i i'm watching the previews by the way have you seen the previews to krypton have you did you see i, like, I the, saw the, a couple of them i haven't watched them all so the big selling point of krypton is that um a monster of some unknown origin has come back in time to kill Krypton before it blows up and they have a chance to send Superman back. So I think right. the Flash runs back to Superman's grandpa. Oh, it's Adam Strange. Uh, Adam Strange. Oh, sorry. I couldn't tell. Anyway, I, wait, Adam, when did Adam Strange have uh, time traveling? I don't know, but Adam Strange okay. is the time traveling uh, hero in this. And it's his, he meets Superman's great grandfather. I thought it was his, just his grandfather, but whatever. It doesn't whatever. matter. Why this entity would choose. Well, let's see, I could go back to the moment that the Krypton was blowing up and just redirect the ship. Now, nah, fuck that. I'm going to go back a hundred years and really screw shit up. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, why the monster would go that far back. I don't know. <laughs> so that David Goyer can have a show. That's, that's it. <laughs> well, Which, I mean, if we're going to be so I, on the nose about this, shit. look, man, like five year old me is kind of grateful for that because he's so busy with this show that he's bowed out of directing Masters of the Universe now. So I'm kind of I'm kind of happy and grateful. But anyway, back on the topic, uh, DC Digital Network launches later this year. The live action drama Titans, which is already shooting, uh, will be one of the launch shows as well as a new animated Harley Quinn series and the revival of Young Justice. Um, and interesting, because now that I mentioned Titans, something came out this morning that... Um, Ooh, breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Johns tweeted a, a script page from an episode of Titans that they're about to film. The title of the episode, Doom Patrol. So cool. it's yeah, it's looking like the Doom Patrol is going to make an appearance in the new Titans series, which you know you can only get on that Cracker Jack DC Digital Network. You see, you you even said it. You <laughs> it sounds way too much like Disney. Yeah, it does. It does. It's a slip there, but uh, there it is. <laughs> hey, all right. What what, what else? Would all right. Like so we got another meaning? another lightning bit of DC news. Uh, a deleted scene has surfaced from Justice League showing Superman wearing the black suit. 
confirming the thing Henry Cavill teased when he tweeted a photo of himself in it while shooting the movie uh, and and confirming that some subplot involving the black suit was cut from the film. Uh, Justice League comes out on digital this week and uh, comes out on uh, physical media, uh, home media, next month. So I'm sure we'll get some deleted scenes. Well, that's great. Finally, uh, that that stalwart young upright citizen will get his uh, will get his name removed from the canon of awful, and everyone will agree that yes, it, it was it was Joss Whedon's fault that that movie was hot garbage and not Zack Snyder or something. I don't, I can't keep up with this bullshit anymore. I don't I don't care. <laughs> and one last bit of DC news. Speaking of directors. Uh, the rap is reporting that Warner Brothers and DC are looking at a director, a very famous director for their Lobo movie. They now, because we know Justice League being motivated by snagging some sweet, sweet Avengers cash worked out really well. <laughs> um, DC now wants to snag some sweet, sweet Deadpool cash, and they're looking at Lobo as their Deadpool. Which is stupid. They already have a Deadpool. Her name's Harley Quinn, but you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> instead, we're going to have Lobo. And uh, instead of getting the guys who directed the first Deadpool, who are not busy directing the second Deadpool, <laughs> um, they're going to try and get Michael Bay. I do not want to see this now. <laughs> now you don't want to Well, see this? I mean, I probably never did. But all right. well, all right, let me rephrase. I never wanted there to be a Lobo movie. It was not something in my <laughs> head like, oh, that would be cool. No. However, I would have gone to see the Lobo movie anyway, had it existed, should it exist, except now because Michael Bay. But Michael Bay is Unicron's favorite director, so <laughs> it should come as no surprise. Well... If I may, I know we're lightning rounding here, so I'll be quick. If I were to tell you that Lobo was going to be a movie, uh, what would you expect Lobo's movie to contain? Um, aliens. Mm -hmm. uh, stuff blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some punching. Yeah. Basically, Thor Ragnarok without Thor. Okay. So... Now remove the element of storytelling, and you have Michael Bay. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So there you go. I, yeah. I don't think it's too terrible. We're gonna get a coke fueled violent extravaganza that makes no sense, and maybe a little breaks the fourth wall because they want Deadpool cash. And I, I can't wait to somehow figure out how Megan Fox is getting shoehorned into that movie. <laughs> yeah, you know that that's gonna happen. No, that's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So we have we have another little bit of of movie news that is not comic related, but it comes from the who the hell asked for this department, and that is Mel Gibson is gearing up to make a sequel to The Passion of the Christ. Which in itself doesn't sound like such an unusual thing, right? Because, you know, the Bible does continue after <laughs> after Jesus dies. Like, there is there is more to the story. The source material has a wealth of untapped information. However, Jim Caviezel is going to be in, in it as Jesus still. 
Maybe it's a prequel. <laughs> it's possible. It's probably what it will be. Thanks for ruining this whole bit. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I had a whole thing ready to talk about Jesus in a rocket-powered minivan. And, you know, Joe Pesci shows up because that's what you got to add to a Mel Gibson sequel is Joe Pesci. I don't know if I ruined anything, Tom. No, no. Now that I say it out loud, it's all terrible. <laughs> it's all awful. <laughs> um, look, I, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That, you know. That's all right. Sure. We put, you put Jeebus in a movie, you're going to make a lot of money. It's fine. Hey, Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. <laughs> Who's it gonna hurt? I yeah. mean, lots at this of point, people, but you know. at this point, I mean, who who's it gonna hurt? It'll be the president's favorite movie, I'm sure. Well, it'll be the, the he'll tell everybody it's his favorite. Well, movie. yeah, I mean, his favorite movie is probably still Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> How did they get that guy? To look <laughs> it's tremendous. This this the the special effects they are just tremendous. I don't know how they did it, but that guy, he's not dead, but he's dead. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Now, somebody get me another chicken wing. <laughs> All right. So we had two Marvel trailers drop this week. If you kept an eye on the Those Two Jerks Facebook and Twitter, uh, you know that. If you don't, you should be keeping an eye on those things because we'll make sure you see this stuff when it comes out. But we had a new trailer for Deadpool. Sorry, the Deadpool sequel um, that I was... Everything I would hope for in a Deadpool trailer. Thank you. People who are upset about that can go fuck themselves. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea what the plot is. Who cares? It's a Deadpool movie, and it has cable. That's all that matters. That's all. And, did and anyone care what the plot was of the first Deadpool? Did it matter? Did it matter? No. No. It's a device for jokes. That's all it is. Yeah, no, that's that's right. That is absolutely right. And mm. and if you are, you know, somehow upset about this, you're wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> it was we got some Easter eggs in there, like the whole little scene where Deadpool's playing with the toys. That's a he's ripping off the beginning of Toy Story, like yeah. referencing the whole Disney buying Fox thing. His and I mean, down to the point where Deadpool's name is written on the bottoms of the feet of his action figures, like Andy does in Toy Story. Um, well, did you not see my incredibly well said and fabulous tweet about this that I'm very excited for the first Disney Marvel film to debut? <laughs> oh, well, just of Disney fantastic. Marvel of this, you know, yeah, of particular. The, yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's Disney a reference Fox. to Henry Cavill's mustache from Justice yep. League. I mean, brilliant. It's everything you could want in a trailer for a Deadpool movie. They know. Fox has this Deadpool thing nailed. They know exactly how to handle this. And it's basically get out of the way and let Ryan Reynolds be Deadpool. That's it. That's it. That That's is all it. it is. Like, he was born to play this character. Just go. Just let him go. They know what they're doing. They absolutely yes. know what they're doing. Um, yes. Now, in another Marvel trailer that was released, where we also know nothing about the fucking plot of the movie... Venom. We got the first trailer for Venom. Trailer loosely. Teaser, I suppose. There was a lot of Tom it, it, Hardy. It is, it is a very much teaser trailer. Yeah. Very teaser. Heavy yeah. on the teaser. 
light on the trail. <laughs> yeah, you can tell the effects are not done. We do not see Venom at all. Uh, we do see Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. And we also hear him as mm. Eddie Brock. Mm. Yeah. Didn't, didn't neither care of for us, the voice. Neither of us fans of the, the voice he chose to use, but uh, neither here nor there, I suppose. Um, we still... did see the symbiote in a little uh, container. Yeah. And we did cool. see what appears to be Brock transforming into Venom, I guess. Or just going nuts in an interview. Yeah, could be that yeah. too. We have no idea. Um, I like and... the idea that, you know, the idea of the movie is you know, he's fighting his inner demon, and in this case, the inner demon being Venom. That's kind of neat. You know, the idea of controlling the thing inside you. I, 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 I gleamed that is the general idea of the story behind it. And Okay. All right. Did you have any particular issue with this teaser trailer, Tom? It was, it just bounced off of me. It didn't affect me at all, except his voice. But that was it. Yeah. I was kind of like, eh. I'm like, I wasn't really jacked up for this movie in the first place. And this did nothing to sway me one way or the other. I'm still just sort of meh about this whole thing. I, I'm not as meh as you are about it. I have a vested interest, both in the fact that Tom Hardy is my future man and uh, also in the reality that I am a giant Venom mark and anyone who doesn't know either no, of those things. No, you, you grew up in the 90s and are a fan of an anti-hero? No. Yeah, well, I know, it's crazy shit. No, right? the, the guy with all the Punisher shirts loves <laughs> Venom too? I know, I know. Next, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I'm a big fan of the tweener wrestlers like stone cold steve austin and Finn no are you serious do you do you happen to like wolverine too actually no it was too short and i hated him i was a psychopath <laughs> kid wow the one thing about you that bucks the stereotype uh i, I, I always took I mean, you don't, as well you wouldn't happen to love deadpool would you well of course i'm literally wearing a deadpool shirt right now see See, and wear, what about hey, hey. what about your favorite DC hero? It wouldn't be Batman, would it? Well, I, no, it's not actually Batman. Uh, you dressed up as Batman at work. Yeah, well, it wasn't Batman though. It's my my favorite is is uh, it's Midnighter. Midnighter's Batman. <laughs> Midnighter <laughs> is gay Batman. And he's, he's even one. more of an anti-hero than Batman. Because <laughs> he kills people. Yes! Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. For the record, it is Batman, but I just felt that that joke was too good to pass it was. Up, so. It was. That was fantastic. And okay. I totally bought it because I wouldn't. it wouldn't surprise me in the least. <laughs> so... Uh, if you haven't seen those trailers, hop on over to our Facebook page, facebook.com. Those, those two trailers? <laughs> those two trailers on uh, facebook.com slash those two jerks. And you can find them right there. Very convenient. And uh, you can watch them. Let us know what you think of them. We didn't make them, but we want to know what you think about them. We'll take credit. Absolutely, we will. All right. One last little bit of geek news, and that is the... Apology campaign for Solo a Star Wars story has already begun. As well it should. I for I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is fantastic because it's on the 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 you know the trailer debuted right after the Super Bowl. We talked about it last week. Um 
now it's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly with some new photos from the movie and interviews with the cast and, you know, the whole bit. But as we've talked about on this show, the, the production was troubled. They fired the directors, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, in the middle and uh, hired Ron Howard to finish the movie. Get in here, Opie. We need some help. Exactly. And uh, so there is some skepticism surrounding this, especially the fact that, you know, you have a new, younger actor taking over an iconic role of Han Solo and all of the baggage that comes with that. So what is Disney doing? Disney is saying now Harrison Ford was an unofficial, unofficial under-the-radar consultant to Solo a Star Wars story. Calm down, everyone. We brought Harrison Ford in. He told us everything was okay. Are you telling me that you can't trust Harrison Ford? Is that you <laughs> That's dumb what they're saying. jerks? Listen here, Star Wars nerd. Yeah. <laughs> we got the real Han Solo. It's fine. He said this was all cool. When asked for comment, <laughs> Harrison Ford said, huh? Yeah. <laughs> he went, uh, 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 uh. Hey, that just gave me a great idea. Harrison uh. Ford should play Bill Belichick in the Bill <laughs> Belichick movie. <laughs> Oh, 10 out of 10 would see. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely watch that. Um, but yeah, so in this article, we Ron Howard says, you know, Harrison looked at the script and wait a second. Ron Howard wasn't around when the script was in, would be in a position to go be given Tom, to Harrison Ford. Tom, 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 you got to calm down, right? He looked at the script. He said it was fine. Right. What the fuck more do you want? All right. <laughs> well, he also had lunch with Alden Ehrenreich, the actor who's playing Han Solo. And uh, they said that, uh, you know, he would frequently mention the things that Harrison had told him about Han Solo uh, while they were shooting uh, insights into the character. Oh, uh, yeah. No, if anyone has insight into Han Solo, it's definitely the guy who on more than one occasion has pissed everyone off by explaining how much he hated that role. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Exactly. Nobody wants to. No one's always going to say that. Huh? Everyone's just going to be like, "No, oh, you know, it's, it's Harrison Ford. He said it's okay." But no one wants to admit the fact that Harrison Ford fucking hated this role. Like, we're not even going to. We're just going to glance over that shit. Yeah, yeah. All, basically, it's being it's being uh, uh, rebranded as. No, see, he really did love Han Solo and thought about the part for forty years. He was just he was just pulling our leg. Mm. No, no. Mm. No. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I am not buying this. I am not buying it. This is all PR. That's all this is. It is spin. It is spin. The movie might be good. The movie might be terrible. But this is spin so that people will go see the movie. Yeah. And, and to, look, it's to fine. diffuse the negative Star Wars fan campaign that might hurt the movie before it's ever released. I understand. I get it. I I know why you're doing these things that you're doing. Also, no. Also, no. (laughs) No, Stop it. Stop it. Stop being awful. Just stop it. Yeah, that's it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Stop (laughs) being so freaking ridiculous. Just let it go. Exactly. Exactly. Just leave this alone now. You you won. I I don't know what it is you won, but you won it. So... Go, go get him, Tiger. You did it. You're the big winner, I guess. Jesus. I don't know. I What, what more do you want? Oh, do you God. believe him, Tom? Do you no, believe? I don't. Okay. I, I don't buy it, and I don't care. 
If it's true, Thanks. fine. If, it doesn't make me any more or less likely to see the movie. Then again, I'm not one of these crazy Star Wars fans that wants Last Jedi removed from the canon because I didn't, it didn't fit with my head canon or it didn't uh, portray Luke as he was portrayed in the Jedi Academy series of novels, <laughs> which basically makes him out to be sort of a Jesus figure. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't lie. It didn't fit with what I had in my head, so it's bad. Remove it from the canon. You have angered me yeah. and made me upset. I'm never seeing a Star Wars again. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Shut up. <laughs> this is why no one likes you. I'm done with Star Wars. Oh, look, new Lego Millennium Falcon. This one's 7,000 pieces and costs $10,000. <laughs> I just happen to have that because my mom's been dead for yeah. six months and I keep cashing her checks. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> Memes. <laughs> oh, Star Wars fan. Okay, Rick. That brings us to the time. I'm not sure anyone looks forward to on this show, but we do it because we've always done it. <laughs> And that's the reason to do anything, kids. Hey, just like... stay just stay together forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going to church. It really is. You just you show up, <laughs> you sit in a pew, you stare into the endless void for a little while, you come back from the void, things are okay, you move on. Exactly. Exactly. So we have done it since the day one. We will continue to do it until we are legally forced to stop. Rick. What's pissing you off this week? Well, Tom, I'll tell you. The last few weeks, what's pissing me off has been very metaphysical and heavy and, and very dark in some cases, uh, very uh, introspective. So none of that this week. No, no, no. What's <laughs> pissing me off is far more traditional. It is fucking Duke Energy. God damn it all to hell with these people. Whoa, that's, tw that's twice now Duke Energy has been pissing you off. They're, they're, well, they're gunning for a record here. Well, here's the thing. I actually used to really like the and and I, I had no reason not to. The way that you would pay your bill with Duke Energy was very simple. You go to dukeenergy.com, you sign up for paperless, you pay online. I did it the day we moved into our townhome. Uh, back then it was called Progress, but whatever. I sign I sign in because I got to pay my bill, uh, and I, I have a thing where I like to pay all my bills uh, in the middle of the month. I don't like to pay my bills at the uh, beginning of the month. So I set everything up for like the 15th and except for things like rent and shit that you can't get away from. Make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So I go online as I have been doing since four years ago when I got here and I go to pay my bill at Duke energy and I'm going to set it up for the 15th as I have done. And I noticed that I no longer can log in uh, using my old password and screen name. Apparently it is updated. And immediately this sends a couple of bells off in my head and I go, uh-oh. So I log in and it says, oh, we don't recognize this. You're going to have to do that. You got to, you know, dance on one foot. You got to turn around. You got to tell me who your mother's maiden name was. You got to, uh, oh, okay. All right, fine, fine. Finally, I get it to log in after going through my email. Somehow I had to go through my email to log in. Whatever. I get to the payment screen. It says, hey, you owe X, and X is due with next month's payment on the 2nd of March. And I say, well, that's great, but I don't need to pay all of that. I, I just need to pay the amount that I owe, please. Thank you. 
and it says, oh, okay, you just want to pay the amount you owe. You, you don't want to wait till March. All right, well, yeah, I, okay, okay, we can do that. That's fine. So I go to the payment screen, and the information that I had typed into there, again, how many years ago, Tom? Have you been paying attention? Um, what did you say, five? Four, four. Oh, four. I was close. You were close. The, the information that I paid for, that I've had in this system waiting for me, just sitting there, for four years has now been deleted. Like, all right, well, I, I got a check right next to me. I'll type in my routing code, type in my information. It'll it'll be fine. <clears throat> Finally, it, it takes all my info and then it says, okay, so uh, how, uh, how much did you want to pay today? And I say the amount that I wanted to pay initially. And it says, okay, we'll go ahead and uh, send that balance in now. And uh, I, I say, well, where, where's the where's the date? Where, where's the thing that lets me decide when I want to pay? I don't I don't want to pay today. I want to pay on the fifteenth, like I take all my other bills. I pay everything, and it's there's no option anymore. I I can't not pay today. I, if you log in and you type in all of your plethora of information, now you got to pay. And I say, fine, I will just pay it today then. I don't want to, but I'll have to set a reminder from here until infinity that I need to pay on the 15th because the computer will no longer allow me to set that, which was a thing that it had. I didn't set it. It did it, but whatever. I guess those days are over. I hit payment. I hit submit. I send it all in. Guess what happens, Tom? It doesn't take it. It doesn't take it, Tom. <laughs> So I go back in, I look at the payment uh, menu, it says that, no, I, I didn't make a payment today. Uh, pretty sure I did, but nope, nope, didn't make a payment today after all. So since I didn't make a payment today, I'm going to have to repay again tomorrow or some horse shit. I don't know. But I was so frustrated that I just said, forget it. I'm just going to go to bed and I'll worry about this in the morning. Uh, there was... No payment made on my bank. There was no, you know, no pending transactions. None of this shit. The payment didn't go through. And I just, I'll just do with this in the morning. I, it's, it's ten o'clock at night. This is usually a two-minute process. This has become a twenty-minute process. Fuck all this. I'm going to bed. I go to bed. I wake up this morning. I check my phone, and a payment has been processed. Tom, it, it came out. Everything's fine. I get a nice little message from uh, Duke Energy thanking me for my payment, and, and all's well that ends well. Un-fucking-believable. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's been pissing me off. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Um, you know what you might want to look into? And I do this. I don't know if your bank has it, but uh, my bank has auto bill pay like on their end. So you give them the mm. account numbers for your whatever bills and the amounts you're going to pay in a, each month and the dates, and then they just do it for you. I might have to, um, because I, I much prefer that. But again, this was one of those things where out of nowhere, I suddenly had to do the hokey pokey to pay right. my bill. They didn't tell you they had changed it. Oh, oh, but here's the best part. I, for, I I'm sorry. I buried this. Here's the best part. Um, aside from all of that, that I just told you, right. There's one other funny little thing, uh, in all of this. And that is, I now have a very adorable speedy pay convenience fee, Tom. Of course. An extra dollar fifty. What the hell? Because I use the internet speedy pay. So you're helping the environment by not using a paper check. 
but they're charging you. And they had never charged me any of this convenience fee bullshit ever before. What has happened between now and then that all of a sudden they think that they could just charge me willy-nilly without anything happening to them, Tom? Well, Rick, they spent a lot of money turning the power back on after hurricanes. Uh, and they've uh. got to make that up somehow. And a massive, uh, must be it. a massive rate increase will never pass through the Public Service Commission in the state. So instead, they ask for a mild increase and then pass along other hidden fees to you. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> hey, Tom. Yes, Rick. What's pissing you off? Weddings, Rick. Weddings. <laughs> Oh, do go on. <laughs> I hate going to weddings. Hate it. Hate it. Why? Why? Well, Why? lots of reasons. There are lots of reasons. Usually it has to do with shitty DJs. And, uh, let's see. Having to sit with a whole bunch of people you don't know, but you're now their best friend for the next four hours because... If you don't get up and dance, there's nothing else for you to fucking do. And stupid people. These are the three things. Well, there are more, but those are the. Th we'll go with those three main points right now. <laughs> these these are the points I want you to take away. Yeah, these are your takeaways. Okay, by the end of this, you will know why I hate shitty DJs <laughs> and having to dine with strangers for hours and make small talk, which I hate. And uh having to deal and having to just suffer morons. So shitty DJs, shitty DJs are cheesy when they make their announcements and they don't maintain their equipment properly. So important sounds don't get to the people who are there to watch the wedding. Like say uh, the microphone craps out repeatedly in the middle of a ceremony. So no oh, one God. can hear what is being said. Oh God. Yes, and you see the DJ, who's usually dressed like a schmuck, over in the <laughs> corner, trying to mess with the equipment from that end, and just being like, I don't know, I don't know, and standing there. Now, I can understand not wanting to run up to the front of where everyone is, because then you're in the wedding video, and it's a whole thing, but uh, test your shit. Test your <laughs> shit before the ceremony. How hard is that? Really? How hard is that? Show up a little early and test test your microphones, especially wireless microphones that always, always, always crap out. Always. <laughs> without fail. No matter what. <sighs> then, these are people who, presumably, for a living or a supplemental living, speak in front of people, right? So yes. they should be used to making the stock announcements at a reception or a ceremony or any number of things. Yet, they have not considered what a segue is. Or how to gracefully, verbally get into and out of a given situation. That's part of your job. It's part of what you're being paid for. You are informing the people of what's going on and making sure that things move and stay on time. Very important job. Not, not a menial task at all. But instead, it's, hey, everybody, this is great. Now we're going to do this. Or they're going to do this now. Just abrupt, uh, very matter of fact. That's one extreme. And the other extreme is 
super, super cheesy stock <laughs> morning DJ lines. Those are the worst. Those are the fucking worst. Of course, they do not hold the record for the worst DJ I ever, I ever, ever, ever observed at a wedding who happened to be a relative of the couple getting married <laughs> and chose to sing to the couple. Well, that's that's lovely, Tom. Uh, it is if you can sing. Instead, that is unfortunate, Tom. <laughs> instead, it was the DJ showing off and uh, using it as his excuse to test uh, what I can only presume is a terrible stand-up act. I really don't know. DJ getting a good DJ like there are certain things you can afford to like skimp on when you have a wedding. Getting a mm -hmm. good DJ who can not be cheesy or embarrassing and also not make him or herself the center of attention. That's an important one. I feel like that's one of the ones that, you know, you kind of get what you pay for. Then the second thing. <laughs> Having, and I, I look, you go to a wedding, you know, maybe the bride and groom, maybe you, you're, if you're a close friend or a member of the family, you might know some people in the wedding party, some other guests. But if they're like a friend of a spouse, like maybe you know nobody. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you do. And you sit with strangers. And sometimes that's okay. And small talk's okay. But I noticed last night, because I'm not a big dancer, there's not much else to do at these things if you don't dance. You're just kind of sitting there staring at the wall for four hours. Waiting for the next time you're fed. Like an animal <laughs> at the zoo. Like, oh, all right. Well, we're going to get dinner in about 20 minutes. So I don't have to, you know, figure out something to do then. I know what I'll be doing. And then after that, you know, then we got to stare at the fucking wall again until, oh, here comes the cake. Okay, so now I know that I can go eat cake, and that is something to do. But I don't know, maybe put out, like, some playing cards or, like, uh, I don't know, a little board game at the table. Like, those things from Cracker Barrel are nice with the pegs. You know, something to pass the time uh, if you're stuck there while, you know, other people are dancing and you're not at a table with people who feel like making conversation, or you don't feel like making conversation, then you don't look like an asshole because you're on your phone the whole time. You know, you're doing something, activity that's provided, you know, for you. Now, I think this thing leads into the third topic, and that is, <laughs> and that is, there's always at least one, usually many, obnoxious drunk assholes at a wedding, especially if there's an open bar, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's possible. Some of that, I think, is in large part because of the boredom. So now it's, well, I don't dance and I'm not just going to sit here. So I'm just going to keep going back and forth to the open bar and I'm going to get trashed. And then once I'm trashed, I'll either get up and dance or I won't care that I'm bored because I will then be obnoxious and make my own fun. And what's great and also terrible about this is that you always get that one guy, that one, and it's almost always a guy at the wedding who doesn't realize they're not the center of attention. <laughs> and so this is my day. <laughs> right, right. So they're up and still dancing when let's say, I don't know, the bride and her father are dancing. And usually it's just the two of them out there. Ooh, and then over in the ooh, corner, that is, that there's, is a this, bold strategy, there's, this other, there's this other drunk asshole. Sometimes he's just standing up at his chair and he's not even on the dance floor, but he's, he's dancing and it's distracting. And generally he's in the background of whatever videos or photos happen. Or 
there's the some some weddings they do like the anniversary dance. So they make all the married couples get up and dance. And then they're like, if you've been married less than this many, stop dancing. And it's to, you know, find out who's been married the longest. And then you have the, oh, these old people have been married like 700 years. Great for them. <laughs> it's like, look at these poor people. They uh, hate each other. Right, right. Like, uh, they, they've fought a lot. That's what this means. <laughs> they can't figure out how to get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, so there's that. But then in the middle of that, there's the guy. And sometimes he's dancing with an imaginary partner because he needs attention. He just fucking needs you to see he's drunk and look at me. It's my day, everyone. It's a show. It's a show. It drives it's the me show up. within the show, Tom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which we all, we all came here to see. <laughs> this is why we're all here is to watch you. You drunk asshole. We love watching you. <laughs> I might have been here to see other things, but now yeah. the show, but you know, look at I this. was I was here to see someone I ostensibly care about have a happy day and wish them well. But no, now I'm so glad I was here because I got to see you, you drunk asshole, dance with an Here's invisible to you, partner. Drunk Good job. Thanks for making this a great day. And now I'm well, I have we have a show that we're, where we call ourselves jerks. I know I sound yeah. like a jerk here, and I'm also a grouch and uh, curmudgeon. Yeah, curmudgeon. Curmudgeon's a good word. Curmudgeon is a good word. Yeah. So I know I'm coming off like uh, one of those, but I'm also someone who is very empathetic and easily gets embarrassed for people when I see someone else do something embarrassing, even if they know, don't realize that they are embarrassing themselves. <laughs> I get upset about it. it it's, it's, it's made it, it made it really difficult for me to watch the first season of the office. Yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> like I would have to get up and walk out of the room at certain points. Uh, no, no argument. Understood. Yeah, yeah. It's that bad. It was, it's that bad. Um, so it also, when you see shit like that, it makes it difficult to not want to run out of the room screaming like your hair is on fire <laughs> when you see things like that happen. Tearing your eyes from your face. <laughs> yes, yes, there's that. There is always that. <sighs> Feel better? No. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. No. <laughs> I shouldn't. No reason to. I Life is an endless myriad of hate and sadness. <laughs> <laughs> Nihilism. <laughs> Come to me, brother. <laughs> Embrace. Embrace the nihilism. You know, it's funny. Um, I, uh, I, I have some nihilistic tendencies, but me and my buddy Charles have been talking a lot uh, these past um, 18. Let's see. We got uh, 100 days, 300. Four, about 400 days, if you could guess. Oh, wow. Uh, so <laughs> He's usually the nihilist, and I'm usually the, yeah, you know, things aren't so bad, kind of, eh, things are going to work, eh, don't worry about it. There's no way that they can get away with actual murder. I mean, I'm not sure of that. But lately, <laughs> I, you know. I don't even want to know what that conversation was about. You know exactly what it's about. You don't you know goddamn well what I've been talking about, why we've been talking about for 400 fucking days in a row, why we've mentioned it over and over and over again, and how things just keep getting worse, and I sound like goddamn Michael Keaton and freaking... It hasn't been four. Well, I get. All right, you've probably been talking about it for four hundred days. Okay, I got you. Go ahead. 
So no, I I mean usually I'm not much of a nihilist, but lately I I have been. Oh, okay. Well, that will lead me to this next question, and that is, what did you learn, Rick? Um I don't feel I learned much this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's bad. Um, I I learned one certain one thing for certain though. Um, I learned that uh, if you're in an office environment where you have sort of coasted for a long time because you're just really good at your job or you're just you've figured out like the the Rubik's cube of your work or whatever the case may be. If if you've just got that shit on lock, as some people do, some people get a job and they just they nail it right out the park every time, right? Right. When something comes along that is quite the curveball or unexpected or just something you genuinely were not ready for, you get thrown for a goddamn loop and and you end up making some really stupid mistakes that are easily (laughs) correctable and nobody is any the wiser of. But you, on the other hand, are sitting there going, Jesus Christ, I look like a goddamn moron. So, uh, wow. so I learned that this week. <clears throat> okay. Learned that you can, it, it is true, uh, Virginia, you can get too comfortable at work. <laughs> wow. Tom. Yes. Tom. Yes. Tom. What did you learn this week? Well, uh, I learned a couple of things. The first one is uh, all things end. And sometimes mm. when they end, uh, you... Uh, you realize you were more attached to them than you thought you would be. Um, you, example. You talking about DS9? No, I'm not talking about <laughs> DS9. <laughs> no. I still haven't finished that show. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about... Um, I, I got a... I saw an announcement this week that uh, they are holding a closing ceremony for my old high school. Um, uh. I, now, I've known for a while that the school was uh, going to be no more and just turning into a technical high school with a or vocational magnet school with a whole new name and uh, no, uh, no music programs, no athletics. Uh, it's, it's basically like the school I went to now will cease to exist. Um, my brother went there. My aunt went there. Um, I had a cousin who went there for a little while until they opened another school closer to his house. Um, it's uh and I haven't thought about it in a long time, and I probably haven't been back there in, uh, let's go with the better part of a decade. Uh, but I just, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. Like to think about uh, like the ginormous band room that was built specifically for that purpose that is not going to be for that purpose anymore. Uh, the gymnasium that's not going to be used. Um uh, and just the fact that the Nate, like when I fill out a job application and they ask you what high school you went to, the high school I put down is not, just won't exist. It'll be, I, you know, I'm sure they'll be able to go verify that if they want to verify that it did exist. Uh, but it, it won't be a thing where they can just Google it and the website for the school comes up anymore. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's sad, sad. Sadder than I thought it would be. And then the other thing I learned uh, is I I need sleep to function. 
<laughs> you just learned this? No, no, I knew this, but I stupidly, very, very stupidly, attempted to survive the week without much of it. And I have built up a Nicolas Cage-sized sleep debt where I'm going to have to make, like, seven shitty naps that are the equivalent of Left Behind movies to compensate for this sleep debt. Are, are you... are? Are you making sure to check in with uh, Kirk Cameron before you start taking any of these naps? <laughs> I think I'm going to have to. Like I'm going to it's going to be like like the Ghost Rider 2 of naps. That's the kind of the kind of awfulness I'm going to have to do to overcome this debt. And uh I slept till 7:30 this morning and it was like sleeping for 12 hours even though I didn't. <laughs> that's that's the like I've been up at 3 a.m. every day this week working two jobs and not napping at all. Uh, I, I think I might die. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure maybe I did die three days ago and I don't know. It. I don't know. Not, I'm not positive, but uh, it has been a struggle and, and I'm going to have to take better care of myself. Learned a lot, Tom. I did. This was, this was a, this was a very informative week. <laughs> So, in order to break up our streak of ending the show on unbelievably low sad notes, um, <laughs> an announcement. We have a Those Two Jerks announcement. Last week, you saw we have this cool, awesome new logo designed by our friend Jesse Long, Rick's, Rick's hetero life partner on the Team Hammerfist <laughs> pod podcast. I thought you were my hetero life partner. He keeps trying to claim you. I'm not gonna fight him. Like I'm not fighting over you. I'm not. I'm not you fighting where, over you. You go where you want. I we, don't care. Yeah, we've been we've we've been friends for like 18 years, and I I just shouldn't have to fight. So I'm not fighting. <laughs> I was here first. You was mine. I'm just. I'm not fighting. You, you go where you want. <laughs> <laughs> but he designed this awesome new logo for us and by the time you hear this you will be able to own stuff with that new logo on it you can go to our tea public store uh you can get t-shirts tank tops hoodies onesies stickers wall art almost anything you want with the those two jerks logo on it and the proceeds will of course go to Increased server space for the show, making the show better. Uh, it's gonna just go overall lining our pockets. In well, general. it's just it's gonna go right back into the show for the most part. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. I gonna thought go... it was gonna go to lining our pockets. Well, I mean, it, eventually we'll see how it goes. But but for now, <laughs> but for now, uh, it will go it will go toward making the show better. So we ask that you show your support for us. And and that you you confirm that you are entertained and want to be continually entertained. Buy some merch. Show ever show the world you're a fan of those two jerks. Help other people find us and be as entertained as hopefully you are. Uh, so you can get that on T Public. Just search those two jerks, um, and we'll put the link up on our Facebook and our Twitter uh, this week. So keep an eye out for it. Uh, and uh, any purchases of those two jerks merch are always appreciated. Show your pride, and you can get them in a whole, almost any color you can think of, too. So, it's pretty awesome. 
Okay, Rick, if people want to keep an eye on our Twitter to find the link to that Public site or just have a general conversation with you about how awful the world is, how can they do that? Uh, if you want to uh, embolden in your great nihilism as well, you can find me at Those Two Jerks. Please make sure you spell out T-W-O, Those Two Jerks on Twitter. We are here to civilize, but if we can't, we will be the kings of the netherworld. So if you need to, we will be plotting our destruction of the current physical plane. Wow. (laughs) It's it's gotten real bad. Are we part of a a Gozer cult now? Yes. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering how far I could stretch that for you. We're waiting for Gozer to arrive and open the dimensional door. I'm still waiting for the gatekeeper. So. I mean, if you are the key maker, uh, <laughs> that's what this sounds like. Like, like destruction of the comet, physical plane. There's a comet coming, Tom. That we all need <laughs> to be a part of. There's a spaceship behind the comet that you can't and see. You got to leave your physical form. It's gonna behind. take us. Uh, it's gonna take us to heaven or an alien planet that resembles heaven. I don't know. Whichever helps you. I <laughs> whatever. We'll be uh, putting put on a drive these, together. Put so on these Nikes. What's, oh yeah, we need Nikes. We need purple shirts. We all need to get together so we can afford all the Tide Pods that we're all gonna need. Here, wear this hat. It's made of foil. It'll help. <laughs> it's, it's it's the best. You can't spell foil without Ohio. <laughs> what? If you are not interested in my nihilistic rants about the end of the world and, and things like the Vikings never making the playoffs again, oh. you could probably talk to Tom on Facebook. Tom, how do they find the Facebook page? Facebook.com slash those two jerks. Spell out T-W-O. Make sure to like the page and then you'll get the updates in your news feed uh, whenever there's a new geek movie trailer or some really cool or funny sports news uh, or just general uh, happenings regarding the show uh, such as new episodes news merch all that stuff uh, you can also email us if you have a question a comment uh, if you're by some chance a PR person looking to pitch someone for an interview email us those two jerks <laughs> at gmail.com uh, you can also call us leave a voicemail hey if you bought a shirt and you're PO'd about it don't call us call T public but uh, if you if you uh, I don't know you have a comment or you want to debate something, Call us. Leave us a message. 321-76-JERKS. You can get all of that information at those2jerks.com. So for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, I am the Tom Alexander. Oh, oh, wait, Tom. Uh Uh-oh. But but wait. 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 I got this. You do? I got this. Okay. Until the Learning Channel, the Learning Network. Learning Channel? Yeah. TLC. Until the Learning Channel. TLC. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, it's KFC now. Until KFC no, finally... What? TLC. Oh, my bad. Until TLC <laughs> finally picks up the fantastic uh, episodic adventures of those fat jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Call back from last week. Yeah, it's the exact same as last week. You just changed God a couple damn. of words. Yeah, but, that, but it's funnier now. You know what? <laughs> I get like one of these a season. I give you the you... keys to the car and you drove it into the wall. No, no, I was fine, and you yanked the goddamn wheel and refused to tell me that I did anything wrong. you were going to hit that garbage truck. <laughs> the garbage truck was two miles away. 
We need a driver's ed break in this car. That's what we need. <laughs> Well, this is why we need Chris, all right? <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. left to our own devices, no. shows in a row. We can't be trusted. No. no. Just all right, Tom, you got, a better, you got a better answer. You go ahead. I guess. Until drunk wedding asshole realizes that if no one around is being drunk wedding asshole, he is the drunk wedding asshole, we will remain those two jerks see you next time buy a shirt <laughs>